Brandon, I'm sorry, Aaron Whitlow. He wants to be me. I knew it. <laughs> I am Brandon Spav. And welcome to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Marvel is dead. Bring on Halloween ends. <laughs> Marvel is dead. We didn't even discuss that at the end. And, uh, so last week was the finality of our uh, Marvel viewing experience until, I guess, uh, Wakanda Forever when we do that. Uh, it was a long run, man. How you feel about it being over? You excited? I'm so happy. I- I'm so happy it's over. You can't remove this man. mom, man. You can't remove it. But I know you're going to try to. <laughs> I know I know, I know. know a movie that tried to remove it uh, <laughs> uh, or remove my smile, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, before we get to that, we're going to always, as we do, each week, if you're just tuning in or listening for the first time each week, uh, Brandon and I have a little segment, short segment called What We Watch, where we discuss the films or shows, you know, that we've watched this week. Um, oh, Brandon has watched some stuff. I, I didn't realize I was on your profile. Uh, let me See? go out of that. He's like Michael Myers. He's obsessed. Well, actually, it wouldn't be Michael. He's Lori. He's Lori. <laughs> Or, or is yeah, yeah. Lori's the one that's obsessed. All right, um, but I will discuss uh, what I'm watching. So right now, currently, I'm watching uh, Midnight Club. I'm not, I've not finished it yet. I'm still watching it, and I'm still watching Chucky season two. Once again, I've not finished them. I'm just still watching those. Uh, but what I have completed is uh, the Netflix. Uh, mini uh, short run series the watcher uh about a um, family that moves into the suburbs and they get letters from uh an anonymous person saying they're watching the house and they're watching them and they're going to you know the house wants blood and and it's based off a true story true true uh, situation bilford says thanks for saving me money for not seeing halloween ends um uh, you can also watch it on Peacock uh, if you want to watch it cheaper, feel free. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I watched The Watcher. For me personally, I, I know a lot of people, it's like number one on Netflix right now. It didn't really resonate for me. I thought it did at first, but I think that it didn't, didn't really have a great conclusion, much like yeah. much, many things I've seen this week. And yeah, so. It's a show, okay. uh, but and it has um, uh, Naomi Watts in it. It's like mm-hmm. the mother. Um, so I've it's, heard of it. It's uh, done by the same it. person. It's done by Ryan Murphy, who did uh, American Horror Story and uh, Dahmer. So yeah, you, you have some of the same actors in it in some places. Uh, but yeah, that's all I can say. But it, I gave it three on what uh, on a uh, letterbox. Um, I also watched Deadstream, which is uh, a Shutter film about a guy who live streams uh, his overnight spent his spending the night at a haunted house to get views, uh, and uh, and if he leaves, he loses sponsorship. It's very funny. It's more like a modern day Evil Dead for me. I thought it was really funny. I really enjoyed it, and I had fun with it. Uh, I, I gave it three as well, but I gave it a heart because I actually liked it. Uh, 
you know, it got, it got a little dumb towards parts of it, but I still enjoyed the dumbness of it. And then, uh, uh, did I mention Mr. Harrington's phone last Harrigan's phone last week? I don't think you mentioned it. I think it, I did. But you did mention it to me. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a, it's a half a star. Half? It's Stephen King. Stephen King, he has fallen short in his life. He's not making like, the movies, is. man. <laughs> but he, it's, a, it's his stuff, man. Like, the story alone, I guess it could have been a cool concept, but Stephen King, all he has is cool concept. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> advocating for drug use. I'm not advocating for drug use, but it seems like most of his stuff is better when he was on cocaine. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm going to say about that. See what Do Halloween what you want has done to you. It's made yeah. you dislike everything. <laughs> well, and that leads me to the next thing I watched, which I really give five stars. And I loved it. And Brandon told me about it a while ago when he seen it. Vengeance by B.J. Novak. Yes. Absolutely loved the movie. I thought it was excellent. I think it should be up for awards. I think it should be up for a original story, perhaps. Um, uh, yeah. It's really great, man. I really loved it. Yeah. If, if, if you want to watch something, if y'all want to watch something on Peacock that's actually really good, Vengeance is it. It's it's absolutely great. I loved it. It's, it it's has comedic or comedy in it. What'd you say? I said it's one of the best films of the year. That's it what I watched, Brandon. What about yourself? You can get into what you watch. I mean, I watched a bunch of old stuff, but I'm, I'm just really going to talk about Terrifier 2. I, that's, that's all I'm really going to discuss here. I'm not a fan of the original movie. I, I think there's no story to it. It's just Art the Clown. You know, he's fascinating. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it just for the experience of what he does to that poor girl. <laughs> but this one, it's overly long. And it does take forever in some scenes to get to its point. But once it really gets to the heart of the story, oh, my God, the gore, man, the gore. I'm not a big gore person, but it is flooded with gore. Uh, it, it may be the goriest movie I've ever seen. It's not scary at all, in my opinion, but it's 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 disgusting. Um, mm. The story itself was interesting. Um my, I won't spoil anything, won't go into it. It's just, you're seeing Arthur Clown kill all these people, and you're just, it's, it's just, it's it's hard to believe this actually made it to theaters. Like, it, it shouldn't be rated R. <laughs> I don't think. I think it should be NC-17. Just um, the amount of gore and the creative kills. Chris Jericho makes a, a cameo. I will say that. So that may get you to watch it here, <laughs> but it's not oh. until, like the post credit scene, but it gives hope for he'll be in Terrifier 3. The ending, though, well, was I didn't I didn't understand the ending, the post credit scene, what was actually happening. I was like, I can't go in details about it, but I just I didn't understand how that was possible. <laughs> just but it was it was fun. I had fun with it. And I watched it right after Halloween ends. <laughs> so can't so, tell you anything. Yeah. Um, so let's go. Uh, we can go ahead and get into our discussion of. Uh, I will watch. I will eventually watch uh, Terrifier too. Um, I mean, the first one. I agree with you. I didn't really like, but I thought that 
art the clown was compelling and i thought and he's terrifying he's literally terrifying he's more compelling cool uh, yeah and and i like him as a character it just that it's just so i don't know man i guess I, hollywood has uh made me a little bit more you know when it comes to like gore because like movies like that and hatchet they're the most glorious well the, terrifier the first one is the literally the most glorious film i've ever seen Oh my goodness! Like the whole cutting the lady. Oh, oh my it's, goodness! It's triple that. This is. Oh it's wow! I, it's it's weird. Oh. But yeah, I will watch it. But before we get, uh, but we gotta hear. We gotta discuss. Halloween ends. Uh, the saga of Michael Myers I'm and Laurie Strode <laughs> comes to a spine. This is on IMDb. Comes to a spine. Chilling climax in the final installment of the tri- this trilogy, um, uh, directed by David Gordon Green, and based on characters written and created by John Carpenter, starring Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Annie uh, Medicak, I don't know how to say her name is Allison, James Drew Courtney as the shape Michael Myers. Rowan Campbell as Corey. The real star. The real star. The real star. The real star. Will Patton is Frank. And then a bunch of other people that is of no consequence. Um, Brandon, give me oh, thy it's numbers. It's going to be a pleasure. <laughs> it's going to be a pleasure. <laughs> All right. It has got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got a 57% on Fandango, 58% like it on Google. It's got a whopping 40% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 57% audience score. It is certified rotten. (laughs) Brandon loves that. So Brandon, for those that don't know, Brandon's a diehard Friday the 13th fan. Like, die hard, and there's always been the un. There's always been a a silent beef between Halloween fans and uh, Friday Thirteenth fans because both of our killers are um, silent. Both wear a mask. Both seem pretty, pretty uh, indestructible. uh, Super strong. Both stalk their victims. I would say. Jason has the more uh, creative kills uh, than Michael until these later installments. But I don't know. I got to say, on those two, I hate Friday the 13th has probably by far the better films. Uh, unfortunately for me, I love Halloween. But Friday the 13th by far has the better films. Even the one that has the fake Jason. Was actually I like still. I know people don't like that one, but I liked it. Um, I would probably agree. Uh, since we went back and watched all the Halloween films, that it does have the better films. But I don't think either franchise has great films except for the first Halloween. You know that that's a yeah. tr- and Halloween twenty eighteen. I think those are the two only great films. But well, actually, well, that is pretty great. What's that? I said H2O I thought was pretty great. I consider that, that a great one. 
I think it's entertaining, but no, I wouldn't. It's it's probably the but, third best one. Uh, but you know, as we discussed when we was doing the actual review for that one, they borrowed heavily off of Scream. So I think yeah. the one the 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 series or franchise that has across the board great movies is Scream, in my yeah. opinion. I think every single screen film, even the third one, is the weakest one, but it's not bad. You know what I'm saying? All of them are pretty good. It's in my opinion. I think the third is the weakest uh, of the screen franchise, but I think all of them are good, like viewable and watchable and rewatchable. So, but I can't okay, say the so, same for Halloween. So here we go. Halloween ends, though. I mean, I know you were hot. Because you, I was. You loved Halloween 2018. You really enjoyed Halloween Kills, so you were really hyped. Me, loved Halloween 2018. Didn't like Halloween Kills, the theatrical cut. Uh, I do like the extended cut, though. <laughs> Let's talk about favorite. that real quick. Let's talk oh, about yeah. that. So we, uh, so I did watch the extended cut with you, and I agree with you uh, comparing the two films. The extended cut of Halloween Kills is a much better film. Uh, yeah, just, like, I think that the one thing that I would cut out of it is Sheriff Brackett saying, uh, you know, uh, everybody's entitled to one good scare. That's just for fan service, but it's just unnecessary for Michael. Like, and him yeah. to say it, it's just so dumb. Um, I agree. But, but I do, I will say that Halloween Kills, the extended cut, did set up more stuff. I, I feel like it set up more stuff for Halloween. What should have been Halloween ends. Like as far yeah. as like it set up, like it talked about Dr. Mathis and that's the same doctor that is killed in this, in Halloween ends. It set up uh, Willie, Willie, the kid, you hear his name uh, about his radio station. So it kind of sets him up as well. But my issue is that, well, no, well, Halloween Kills, the extended cut, I really didn't have an issue other than the evil dots and nice stuff. I always thought that that was dumb. Um, I thought they put it down you're watching it. I thought it didn't seem like it was all over the place. Or maybe that hmm. was just my experience watching it on opening night because uh, it felt like, oh, my God, they talked about evil dots tonight all, all, all the time, it felt like. But maybe it wasn't that way. But I just felt they toned it down in the extended cut. You know, I even like Tommy Gold a lot better in the extended cut than I did in the theatrical. But it, it mm. did set up a lot, and you the way this thing ends, you expect Lori's going to hunt him down, and that's yeah the way they go at all. So, this is, <laughs> so we're going to talk about it because uh, in Halloween Kills, uh, it sets up it, the the extended cut. It uh, still ends with uh, Judy uh, uh, Judy Greer, uh, Karen getting slaughtered by uh, Michael. And uh, I love how Judy Gre Judy Greer, the actress' name is Judy, and she was killed in the same room that Judy Myers was killed in. So I like that connection as well. But uh, but uh, but yeah, Karen is murdered uh, by Michael, and then but the it ends with a shot of. Of of uh Lori walking out the hospital with the knife in the hand, ready, like I'm coming for you, Mike. Cause she calls and here's Michael breathing on on her phone, and yeah. so she's like, Michael, I'm coming for you. And then I'm like, I'm ready. And like it should have led into 
an epic showdown. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like they had to cut around. I feel like the idea that they wanted to go with they couldn't go with in Halloween ends. And so they introduced this Corey character. So so this movie starts with Corey Cunningham, a kid we never seen in any of the other films, no. uh, babysitting a young man and um a young a babysitting a child, a, a young boy, and uh and this is a year later from the the Halloween twenty eighteen uh night and the murders and the kills and all this stuff. So uh and the paranoia of Michael is still out there and mm-hmm. the little boy plays the it's gonna go into spoilers. The little boy plays a prank uh, on on Corey. First of all, yeah, yeah, uh, little boy plays a prank on Corey and uh, locks him in the closet. And Corey's kicking the door, trying to get in, trying to get in. The parents is coming home. It's very much like Scream, uh, in my opinion. That's yeah. what it kind of reminded me of. Uh, and then the, he he kicks the door. Hits a little boy in the face. He falls over the bal- the balcony, the railing, uh, in these big spiral stairs. He falls to his death, and they show it. And the boy dies. And then, like, they're screaming at him, and then the music hits. What did you think about that opening, uh, code open? I actually really liked the opening. Uh, I, th- I thought it was suspenseful, especially when he gets locked in the door, you know, the was it a bathroom or was it just like a closet? It's like a, I thought it was more like an attic, almost like a thing. It felt like it was, maybe but, it was a closet. It's a big closet. I, I, really closet. Thought, I honestly, I thought it was the best scene in the whole movie, <laughs> but and I thought it really was suspenseful. I really liked the tone it was setting. And I was, you know, I was on board with this Corey character. And when, when all that happened, you know, I was like, man, I felt so bad for him, you know? And you know we know what's gonna gonna come from it, but that scene, I thought it it set up a lot. I thought it's it set the tone perfectly. I was, uh, I thought it was gonna be a great movie. I, I thought that you know the setup was great. I just I really thought it was gonna be great. So I was on and board then, with Corey at first. I really was. Yeah, I think, and then we pick up. Uh, remind me if I'm wrong. Do we pick up with Corey again, or do we? Because we go to Corey like immediately. Jamie. The Jamie? She's right uh, Lori? And she says it's okay. been four years since that Halloween night. So, um, yeah. So it's, it picks up with her. Yeah. She's different, to say the least. She's she not the same. is loving people. Granny. Yeah. She is. Listen, she's Lori Strode original. If Lori Strode from the original never encountered Michael Myers. That's who she is. Uh, I felt so like I agree. So Brandon, somebody said it like my buddy Joey Smith, um, Randall Shane, aka uh, the Southern Kentucky superstar um, from UPW, said this when he told me when he watched it. He asked me. He talked talked to me. He said he felt like he he felt like jarring that that Lori isn't still because she was crazy over what michael did to her like 40 years ago but she's yeah. not crazy over him literally killing his her daughter like she's she been holding on to what he did to her 40 years but you after four years you're gonna let go of 
Him killing your daughter? Yeah. Brandon. The only thing I could say, they were retconning Halloween Kills. You know, uh, they just changed her character completely. She found peace. She, you know, but it don't. Ain't no way, Brandon. It doesn't add up. I mean, it's it's a, it, it just doesn't add up. Uh, there's no way you can make it make sense. Uh, and I, I'm a guy that watched this with an open mind. Uh, I, I was, I wanted to really like it. And I knew some stuff that I knew that Michael wasn't going to be in it as much. I had already heard that. So I, I really went in with an open mind, but I just didn't like how they portrayed Laurie Strode in this movie. I really didn't. We uh, pick up from there. Uh, so so uh, Allison is now working. She's an RN at, at, uh, at Haddonfield uh, Memorial Hospital. Um, and we pick up on with... <laughs> We pick up on uh, Corey going to work at the junkyard or garage or something. Um, yeah, he's and, late. Yeah, he's. Yeah. Now, I got, as soon as he pulled out the bike for him, honestly, immediately I went to Christine. I immediately thought Christine. I was like, oh, it kind of gives me Christine vibes, even though it's not a, a haunted bike or, or motorcycle yeah. or whatever. But I kind of had Christine vibes because him uh, being at a junkyard, a garage, or whatever. Uh, I just kind of got that vibe. It, this is pretty much a remake of Christine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's well, also the font, the opening. What do you think about the opening title sequence with the pumpkins uh, exploding through one cool. another? Yeah, I thought that was pretty. And cool. then the font, the blue season of the witch font. Yeah. That probably could have gave us some things away that this wasn't going to be your traditional Halloween sequel. <laughs> you know, it does, looking back on it, it does feel more like it's a connected to Season of the Witch than it is this current series they're doing. It it, it feels out of place. If It just, even though Michael appears, it just doesn't feel like a traditional Halloween movie. You know, you know, you know, you know what I just just dawned on me. David Gordon Green essentially remade the first three Halloween films again. Uh, well, Halloween 2018 is different, so it's a continuation of the first movie. The second one is pretty much the second movie because Laurie is in the hospital through all of Halloween two, essentially, yeah. and and this in Halloween Kills, she's pretty much stuck in the hospital the whole. And that's people's complaint of the original Halloween. Uh, but it also had more gore. As Halloween Kills also had more gore. Uh, and then Halloween 3 was, wasn't about Michael Myers. It's the season of the witch. Yeah. Halloween ends isn't about Michael Myers. It's about Corey Cunningham. So mm -hmm. he pretty much remade. He's like trolling the fans. He remade all three films. He... he uh, I guess he has a project he he wants to work on, and so he's like, "I'll do your project if you let me I do think, my project." I think that's the Exorcist. He's doing the same thing with the Exorcist as he's doing with Halloween. He's doing a direct sequel to the original. It's supposed to be another trilogy. I don't think people are going to show up though. <laughs> I really, I really Is Linda don't. Blair going to be in it? I think so. I think so. Oh, that's going to be that'd be interesting. No, 
Hey, hey, I've lost. I don't know. David Gordon Green is a director, but I've lost all confidence in him. Seriously, uh, honestly, like it's like I. If you can't tell by my our review, I hated the movie. Um, it's not that I hated it. All right, so Corey, I love Corey as a character. I love. Um, I didn't like the love thing between him and Allison. I thought that it was rushed and forced. Um, but I did like him. I love him getting bullied. Bullied. Yeah. And then we gotta talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, he. It, it, we. It, that's why. First of all, who gets bullied by band kids? Who gets bullied by band kids? The band, not football players. Band kids. If you don't take y'all little butt on somewhere, y'all are in band. There is nothing gangster about band kids. No, I, I refuse to get bullied by band kids. And one had a mullet. Come on, get out. That's how I feel. Just get out. Of, just get out. I, I refuse. I I think what he was going through for with those kids and that car was to pay homage to Halloween Four, the return of Michael Myers, because uh, it's the same kind of car and you know. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it's uh, in some way he's throwing. It feels like he's throwing a little bit of every sequel into his films, which I don't think is a smart move. <laughs> but my problem with this movie. My biggest problem with it, with the Corey story arc, this should have been a standalone. If you want to do this, make it a spinoff movie about Haddonfield and this character, Corey. This shouldn't have been your final film in the the legacy of Lori and Michael. It should not have been the final film. shouldn't have been a final yeah. story. I have no problem with the story he was telling, but it, it didn't fit with what he's been telling, you know, it just felt yeah. so random. So I, that's my biggest problem with the story is it just didn't fit with Halloween 2018 or Halloween kills. And also this felt like more of a, a middle movie than the final movie. You know, it just, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was an it, ending. Yeah. It felt, it felt like, it, it, to me, it felt like they took two different movies, two or three different movies, and smushed them into one movie. Yeah. And like, like I see Jeremy Giant. Jeremy John uh, said, uh, which was pretty funny. He said, "Hey, uh, you know, I got a, I got a movie about a kid that, uh, you know, is, uh, pretty much have serial killer tendencies, and it, you know, he's, uh, you know, falling for the girl, and he's trying to learn how to." Kill and things like that. Oh, yeah. oh! You still got Halloween? You still got the ending? Oh well, I got you an ending. So you got me an ending. I got you a movie. So let's just do that and put. It, and that's what it, he said. He said, "I believe that's how the conversation went." And I don't doubt that. Uh, uh, but yeah, man, I think that. All right, so partway through the movie, like forty minutes or so, it felt, felt like. Um, this is going to get into spoilers. Uh, we meet, we found like Corey is bullied again by the kids. He he goes yeah. to a club, uh, goes to a, a bar. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Wallace, they wasted Lindsay Wallace. So this is my issue because Halloween Kills set up great characters that you wanted them to get their, wanted them to get their, uh, like, uh, you know, what's the term whenever they 
uh, get closure? Um, I can't think of it. A character, you know what I'm talking about, like yeah, the yeah, art, short, the, the character art. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Uh, but, I, I thought they saved her from dying and kills, but she would have a bigger role in ends, and she didn't. So I agree. That's with what you Brandon that. just said too. Brandon just said that pretty much. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it just she was wasted. She did nothing. She added nothing to the story. Yeah. Michael had yeah, no interaction with her. Uh, yeah, she should have just died pretty much in the in Halloween Kills. Not saying that like I like Lindsay and I wanted her to survive, but I, I thought she was gonna have a more major role in this movie, and yeah. she didn't. And also. Uh, Frank, I love Frank. Um, yes. the character of Frank, and Frank I think Hawkins. that he he said Mike Michael has to die, and I had to be the one kill him. And I like that idea because he let him live in '78. So I thought that it'd be perfect if he's the one that kills him, if he's the one that ends it for some reason. I thought that that would be great. Literally, I have no investment in Laurie Strode at all, especially in this movie. I'm totally over Laurie Strode. I, I won't. I, I, I'd rather her die, honestly, because I'm not I'm not invested in her as a final girl. I think that wow. especially the the version that we get of her is yeah, garbage. I understand. And, and I felt they wasted Will Patton as Frank uh, in this movie. His only scenes, it seems like he's just showing he's he's interested in Laurie. That's that's it. I. I I was thinking while watching, is he even a cop anymore? Because I don't think he is. Like it don't seem like he is. But but then he called and said, "Hey, there's a, a suicide thing at Lori's. Uh, you know, yeah. a call or something like that." So he, you know, uh, maybe he, just, he is. I don't know. He, when he was with Lori, though, he didn't come off as like he was still part of the the sheriff's department. But he is in scenes yeah. with the sheriff early on when there's killings happening they wonder if it's Michael coming back and then of course the ending he's there at the house uh, but I do not recall him being in uniform but I wasn't really paying attention to I thought he was going to be all over the movie and he really wasn't so I really wasn't paying attention to those scenes as much as I should have but I just I thought he was wasted in this movie and I don't know yeah, how you waste talent like Will Patton I really don't know how you waste it but I, 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 also, I was going to say, also, I feel like, I got to say this, I think the sewers belong to Pennywise, not Michael. Uh, so Michael's been hiding out for four years in the sewers. Uh, I, I think it's another callback to Halloween. Um, was it five? five? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's in the sewers. He's uh, kind of broken down. He's elderly. He's, he's geriatric. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 frail. He's like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm gonna hurt Michael Myers. Uh, and but he's, heart, he's got compassion <laughs> for Corey. He does. He does. It, like, look, literally, he sees Corey's life and story, and he's like, and that's so weird. Why? Like, if that's what that's gonna do, and he transfers evil into Corey, then then I was on board because when Corey comes back and lures, and he says, show me. And then he starts showing up. So Corey lured. So there's another. So you know, you remember Halloween Kills, that um, family called the Mulaney's. You know yeah. the payoff for that. This yeah. dumb sheriff, the deputy, 
That's the only payoff. That he is a Mulaney. No payoff. Yeah. And he was dating Alice. Allison. Yeah. And didn't he look too old to be dating Allison? Yeah, she's like 20, 21 at this point in time. And he looks like he's in his 40s at least. But some <laughs> girls like older men. <laughs> so. Allison has daddy issues, is what you're saying. Um, she's got a lot of issues, man. <laughs> uh, also, this the uh, Mulaney guy, he kind of looked like, like if there's a remake Halloween 78, uh, and they want to create uh, cast a Sheriff Brackett, he will make a really good Sheriff Brackett. He looks just like the guy. That's why I was kind of jarring when I saw him. I was like, kind of looks like Sheriff Brackett, but, you know, yeah, uh, kind of had his hair parted the same way. But, uh, man, also, we got to mention that Corey has, he, he's not in jail. He's, but the he's a, a papriah, papriah, whatever that word is. He's, Pretty much hated because he killed this kid accidentally, but yeah, they, think they think he's you know because huh? I, th- I feel like it was a cop out for the town. <laughs> Amen. Says, You'll float. We we all float. <laughs> but I, I really did. I felt like for this movie the that they couldn't find Michael. They just know he's vanished. So this Corey situation happens, and they try to make him the new boogeyman. You know the. The new monster, the and and that's where I really had sympathy for Corey. And that's when I was really behind his character. But when he gets thrown off that bridge and Michael takes him into the sewers, yeah. and he sees everything that went happened to him, and he he shows compassion, but somehow that's supposed to make Corey become a psycho. I just didn't buy into it. Just because he yeah, looked in so- his eyes. That reminded me more of my bloody Valentine remake when Jensen looked into that guy's eyes and he became the psycho. It's just looking in someone's eyes. I know Michael's supposed to have the darkest eyes, the most evil eyes there ever was, but I just don't feel it's going to make you become him in a sense. If you want somebody to transfer into somebody's body and do killing, uh, just look at Jason, uh, the one where they Ate his heart. Don't. Just look at that. <laughs> we don't need a body hopping, Michael. <laughs> uh, but no, that's pretty much what we got. But no, uh, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Rowan, uh, Rowan, uh, I forget the kid's name. Uh, Rowan Campbell, uh, who played Corey uh, Cunningham, he did a great job. I liked yeah. it. I mean, he's literally my favorite character in this movie, and uh, and I was on board with him, like wanting to maybe become the next shape and uh, be mentored by Michael almost. I was kind of like, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I kind of, I'm digging it. Um, yeah, I was, uh, if that's the direction they were going in, it seemed like that was the direction they were going in. The ending should have never happened. That ending should have never happened. And, um, but I was digging it, but it just felt weird when him and Michael are tag teaming. You know, it just, just seeing Michael with so, someone do else. You feel, do you feel that Michael... So, you think that Michael just pretty much just followed Corey to the house where the doctor was yeah. and was like, okay, well, we're going to just kill these people. Uh, but, uh, do you, like, so... Also, this is a plot hole, too. I believe... I believe Allison told Michael... Uh, told 
Corey, this doctor is sleeping with this girl, and and yeah. I got oh, passed yeah, over for the promotion. How would he know this? I mean, I know he knew yeah, the doctor mean to her, but he didn't know anything about the other girl, you know, and and that's not a reason to kill somebody. I understand why he went and killed the the DJ. I understand why he killed the. I especially understand the the band kids. <laughs> they had it coming, <laughs> but. Uh, uh. The doctor and I want, the nurse, I just, that didn't make sense. You know. Also, in Halloween Kills, the death, actually, you know, I know, I thought about this too. In Halloween Kills, the death, the deaths that happened in it, you actually felt sympathy for every, every victim. Uh, and, and, and that was impressive. Uh, I noticed that watching the extended cut, like the, oh, the elderly couple, even though we find out the old lady didn't die. She was. She was in all three films. She was the uh, person showing him where uh, the grave was mm-hmm. um, in the cemetery in the first one. Uh, she was the one that was stabbed in the face, um, uh, throat with the fluorescent um, bulb. Um, yeah. And then in this one, her and her sister is like me mugging Lori, saying, "You did this to it. You the reason why you you provoked that man and." You know, should have left him alone. It really, but but they don't really have the facts. It's more like it's more that he would never. Michael would have never been on Lori's compound if the if the doctor hadn't brought him over there. Yeah, those are the facts. Yeah, Lori had nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah, Lori would like to believe she was responsible, and she was believing that until Frank told her that's not the case. But yeah, it had nothing to do with her. You know, and and so the. That wasn't a good scene <laughs> for those ladies to be saying that because it wasn't factual. Uh, so it really wasn't a good scene. It it just makes her it makes that lady that with the throat seem weak. Uh, honestly, um, like I'm surprised she survived. Let's just throw that out there. She shouldn't. She have. survived. She shouldn't have survived. Like literally, I thought she died. Like people have Michael killed people. Uh, in simpler ways than that, and they yeah died. You know, um, you know what, but Tommy survived. <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is how watching, watching the extended cut, I didn't realize he broke the bat when he hit Tommy with the bat. Yeah, I didn't notice that, and then like he stabs him. So yeah, yeah um, the extended cut was so much better. It's, it's a better film, uh, but yeah. So Corey. It starts like, and I like the of a scarecrow mask for him, and mm-hmm. I thought that this would be his look. So instead yeah. of the Michael jumpsuit, like he would start killing in this like scarecrow mask, and I'm like, I'm down with that. I thought that'd be kind of cool, but then yeah. halfway, so halfway through, also, so this is this is when the movie gets stupid. The movie gets stupid, honestly. Every time they introduce Laurie Strode back into it, I'll be honest with you. Uh, so. That scene where Corey is sleeping in the spot where the kid died, mm-hmm. and Lori is sitting there in the chair, and uh, and do you feel like Michael was in the house because he says, "Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it?" Like, who's he talking to? I think I missed that. I don't. I don't yeah, recall so that. He goes to. I remember him sleeping the, there. Uh, yeah, Lori and then Lori pops up. Yeah, and uh. So I just picture this old geriatric lady 
climbing a, a fence to surprise his kid in the morning. And so he's smiling and laughing and talking to Lori like, hey, yeah, like, I like you. But then Lori, like, said, hey, let me help you. This is this is so weird. This is writing. The writing is terrible. Hey, let me help you. I want to help you. I can help you get through this together. But stay away from my granddaughter, Allison. You will not have her. You can't have her. She is not yours. Something like that. It's like, I'm like, I was like, where did that come from? And then he's looking like, no, what are you talking about? You don't want to introduce this. You you made this yeah. possible. This is of you. And so I'm like, Lori, leave this man alone. If Alice yeah, a grown woman. You're making it worse. Huh? He was, she was making it worse. But after that scene happened, I I was actually questioning, did it even happen? Was he imagining it? Because she just vanished. And she ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> She's as old as Michael. <laughs> so I and, just don't and think also when she vanished, the chair that she was rocking up against the wall in was still mm-hmm. left against the wall. So she eased out of the chair while he was looking away and scat- scurried off and climbed out the window. Was like, oh, my back, my hip. I kind of think he was just imagining that conversation happened and it really didn't happen. That's an interesting take. I, I didn't I think about that. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe I'm creating an, another plot <laughs> to, to make it make more sense. But um, yeah, it's, I, I definitely feel this movie is all over the place. Um, but once the point really started losing me is when they were tag teaming. It's like, I, I just, I don't buy Michael Myers teaming up with anyone. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, I like this deal. I was like, well, maybe Michael, well, they only tag teamed at one time, essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, other, other than the initial kill of Officer Mulaney, but it was more like, but honestly, I thought, honestly, I'm like, Michael would have honestly went from kill, stabbing Officer Mulaney to just stabbing the other guy, too. Yes. That's, that's what Michael would have done. Michael would have been like, pop, 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 pop. Pop, 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 and now you're dead too. Thank you. I'm recharged. What do you think about Michael shaking? Like, ugh, rejuvenated. Yeah, I was like, I, it's something that goes back to Halloween Kills, though. It's like every time he kills, he, he gets stronger. He becomes more he and more. Yeah, and yeah. I always thought it was the mask. There's something special about the mask. You know, when he doesn't have the mask. Because he always takes the mask. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he comes off more childlike. Like he's still that little boy, but with the mask on, he's just—he's the shape, you know. He's just—he's evil and personified. I mean, he's just—it's—I just, don't know. It's just—it was weird. It was—it was a weird movie. That's what I said. Who said, who said Michael is a six-year-old boy with the with the the strength of a grown man, uh, but uh, the uh, mind of a sociopath or something like that? Like he's still like that kid. Well, I say Frank said it in uh, Halloween 2018, I believe. Frank was good. Frank. See, I hope I was hoping Frank would be like a Loomis type of guy. Like they did nothing with him. Like literally no, did nothing with him. That's my biggest fault in this movie is that they don't do anything. And I think that they took Allison. And I want to talk about this too. I think that that I think that they took Allison and made her the dumbest character at of all times like she's so dumb and just so irritating and annoying and 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 I, and I feel like they wasted her character too 
Uh, what would your yeah, thoughts on Allison? Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't the same character. She was in the previous two films. Uh, I feel like everyone took a back seat from the very two, the very first two films, just to focus on Corey. You know, I f- he's he's leading this movie. He's he's the main attraction to the movie, and and I knew right then it was going to upset people. But with Allison, you know, she's just she's just the girlfriend in this movie, and the granddaughter. She has no story structure whatsoever. She's got no story arc. You know, she she doesn't, other than being Corey's new girl, you know, or his first girl. <laughs> an, an idiot. She's an idiot. Uh, but uh, also, so all right. So after Lori encounter, uh, he's like, "I'm mad. Uh, we're gonna have to leave." Uh, yeah. Meet me tonight at the diner. But then at the same time, this is the most infamous scene in this movie. Is this man went to the sewers, wrestled with Michael Myers. And won. Beat him up. <laughs> and took his mask. And scared out. And Michael slow rose up with the mask off. Like, no, don't, don't even do that, bro. Just lay on down and be dead. Just be dead, bro. At that point, when you then got beat up by this boy that then got beat up by like four band members, mm-hmm. man, you have lost all credibility. Ain't no way Jason Voorhees is taking the L like that. There is no way. There's no way. Not in the middle There's of the no movie. No way. <laughs> There's no way Jason Voorhees is gonna take that L. Uh, like I literally, I've been a fan, man, of Michael, and it, they, there's no way Jason Voorhees is taking the L. There's it's no shot. way Freddy Krueger is just gonna let anybody just run up in there and take his glove off. You ain't beating Chucky like that, boy. No, they made, get, they get, made him really get. weak in his movie, and <laughs> Corey, <laughs> a Corey, Halloween, a Halloween story. Not, yeah, it was such a weird creative decision here uh to go this route i just i like i do applaud them trying something different with this franchise i I do and they swung hard but it just didn't land a lot of the time like it just didn't land (laughs) oh but i I will say this i was never bored watching the movie I, i i was into it until the end um but it it just they took some chances. And I knew like people like you, Aaron, the diehard fan base would burn this to the ground. <laughs> oh, see, but the thing is, <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I, so what I liked about the movie was, so after this part, Corey got the mask and uh, he, he goes uh, and challenges the, Teens, the the band geeks, does he kill the DJ the first? band, thanks. huh? Doesn't no. he kill the DJ? No, he doesn't kill the DJ. No, no, no. He he gets the he he gets them right psycho in the name in the car of the hood, yeah. and then like the kids fall uh, went to the junkyard, and uh and he like stabs one of them with the with the uh, the drumstick, yeah. And then uh, he takes the truck, which is very Christine. Remind me of Christine. And he drives also uh, Halloween five, four, five. Yeah. yeah. Five. Cause he's in that, he's in that car in the, in the, yeah. 
But it reminds me that he comes and he runs over the girl. One girl's really nice to him. Runs her ass over. And so he, he don't matter. Corey don't care if you're nice or not. He's going to kill you. Not at this uh, point. And so he, yeah, Corey runs her over. And, uh, and, and she's pinned beneath the fence. And, uh, and then the other girl, he like bashes in the head with the, um, the wrench. And then, uh, and then by the time his, uh, his stepdad, I guess, maybe, or mom's boyfriend. Um, what's he watching though? What's he watching? Uh, what movie is that? Hard, hard, hard target. target. John Claude Van Damme made a cameo in Halloween Ends, and I loved it. <laughs> Even if it did you mark out for that? Yeah, he was watching Hard Target. I, I, I said, loved I said it. did I you mark out for that? I did. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a big uh, Mark Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, just, so yeah, he's watching Hard Target. Uh, but and I liked his character, but his character died by hand of the kid with the shotgun uh, to the face uh, to the head. Uh, but then. Corey puts on the mask, and he's a better Michael Myers than we we got. I was like, I'm in Corey Cunningham. Like literally, I was like, oh, I'm okay. So you're Corey Cunningham. And I'm like, and I thought Corey Cunningham, Michael Myers. I'm cool. If it's gonna be, is what we're doing. We're doing it. And Corey it blow torches the kid's face, mm-hmm. and and then like like stumps the uh, other lady's face into the to mush. I'm like, so he has strength now. Okay. So Corey is strong. And then he kills the dude. Oh, Dar- Darcy, the male girl, it does a cameo as the uh, working at the radio station. So she's from uh, um, Joe Bob. Um, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I noticed her. But uh, also, uh, Dick Castle does a uh, cameo and he says, uh, you see anything you like? He says the PJ Souls line. So, yeah. It was kind of cool. But, oh, man. Uh, what do you think about the death of the DJ? The tongue part was interesting. <laughs> I liked how it kept going back in circles and, and it would slip up. Um, I was like, well, that was Very terrifying-like, right? Yeah, it's like, that's interesting. Um, you know what, though? It almost this almost works for like a Halloween three for Rob Zombie's universe, in a way. <laughs> it it felt more like in that universe than it did in the original universe. Um, mm-hmm. um so uh, uh, there was parts I actually thought Rob Zombie directed some scenes. I'm not gonna lie, I, I really that scene in particular, the DJ scene, reminded me more of a Rob Zombie approach. Than David Gordon Green, but um, <laughs> I just realized he he took the scissors from uh, Darcy the male girl, like yeah. cause she was cutting out. I just realized that, but okay. Uh, but yeah, I like that scene. I like that he yelled him. But then after that, who cares? Allison's waiting at the diner. He doesn't show up. Whatever. Boohoo. Crabby River. Um. Then the Lori. Suspects he's in the house, but she says she's gonna commit suicide, and she goes yeah. up there. She's crying, and she and they and they they ruined this in the trailer because they show him by her behind the door pointing the gun at Michael, you know. Uh, so they kind of ruined the the they they blew the gimmick right there, man. Um, 
But I thought that, oh, man, when she shoots him and he falls, and then she's like, pick up the knife and finish me, do it, whatever. And and then he gets stabbed. And I'm like, oh, no. That's what I, I immediately was like when I, when I first saw it. I was like, no, they, they kill him? I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, makes I, your and whole that's crazy. Story. I felt, huh? I just felt it made the whole story pointless at this point. <laughs> what was the whole purpose of him becoming like Michael if you're just going to kill him off in his first movie? <laughs> yeah. And only, then, like, to, and then, like, when, only to get Michael versus Lori. It's, and Michael wasn't even there for her again. He's not there for her. He's there for his mask. He's there for the mask. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. And, but there's only one scene where he did kind of like was like looking at her. But yeah, he does. He's not really concerned with. It. He's like, oh, whatever, I don't care, yeah. you know. So he, he leaves. Uh, but so I think that Michael is following Corey more than yeah. Corey's following Michael. Uh, but uh, but still, uh, <laughs> also re- rewind it real quick. That scene when Mike after Michael and Corey kills the doctor and the nurse. For a split second, Brandon, did you think Mike was on the back of that bike, motorcycle with Corey? Yeah, I did. I did. And I actually <laughs> seen a meme about it. You know, that it was uh, Corey and Michael. Uh, I was like, oh, God, please tell me they didn't do this. And this is before I saw the movie. I was like, so when I seen he's on that motorcycle, I was like, it's Allison. I was like, thank God. <laughs> because I just... I can't picture Michael on a motorcycle, let alone holding on to a man. Holding yes, on to I, a man with the mask on. Yeah, it just oh, uh, it just mm, I don't know. It just to me, as someone in went, went in with open minded, it just felt like a very bizarre, weird ending to this legacy of Michael and Lori. It just felt very weird, and that's so, someone that's not this- a diehard fan. Like it didn't upset me. It just felt a weird approach. You know, it was just yeah. a weird approach. So this is what I thought about as well. With uh so with um so when Michael comes in and he picks up the knife from Corey and Corey is still alive, and and uh Corey like this is what I would have done differently. All right, so Corey Grabs his leg and then Michael snaps his neck and kills him. He's dead. Corey's dead. Dead. This is what I would have done differently. Have Michael get the knife. Corey's still laying there. Not, not touch Corey. Just kept going. And then, um, then have Michael and Jamie uh, Lori do that same stupid little fight with with the same outcome. Taking the mask off. You're taking them. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. So stupid. But anyway, uh, but then what I would have did at the very end is when she comes back to the house, I would have had Corey gone and the mask on, and then like Halloween ends, you know, and then like take the uh, end and have it fade away, and it's just this Halloween. Cause like, and you're like, oh, he's still living. He's still he's still somewhere. He got the mask. He's gonna be the next evil. I was like, yeah. that would have been cool for me. Uh, but nope, they, nope, nope. <laughs> so <laughs> Lori and Michael fights, and he gets crushed by a refrigerator. 
A refrigerator takes that Michael. <laughs> this is literally the worst part of the movie for me. And this is what I was looking forward to the most. Because I knew the fight was at the end. And the it, she takes him out easily. I mean, it's just easily. It's just... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was actually watching. And don't get me wrong. I'm actually for her. I, I'm, I, but I wanted a knockout, drag-out, no-holds-barred fight. We, she barely survives, you know, and that's not the case at all. <laughs> it's like oh. she kills, when she kills him, it's like it's it's easy for her, but she doesn't – you talk about 40 years of torment. She does it, like, gracefully. Like Yeah, so she gracefully slits his – and it holds his hand. Holds his yeah. hand, like his fingers, like that's just like her brother or something, like like that. Like HBO like, or Halloween good. Resurrection, you know. It, yeah, yeah. It's like no, the, that that bond's not there. That weird bond they had back in those days is not there today. Yeah. Michael don't even know you like it. He just wants to kill you because yeah. you just happen to be here. Uh, but yeah, uh, Michael, man, and then like his, Allison comes in, like, oh, we're gonna break his arm. And then I'm not leaving you to do this by yourself. Shut up, Allison. Oh, my goodness. And then, like, we got to talk about the parade of, of Michael Myers strapped on the hood of a car like he's a deer. And they're taking him down. To, and everybody in Haddonfield is outside. And why is Julian, the little boy from the first movie, out at night? Where is his parents? Why is she, why are they allowing this little boy to see a grown man get chopped up? And then also the lady with the throat. Yeah. Man, she wouldn't be that. How would she know? Just so dumb. So dumb. The movie's so I guess dumb. They got on, I guess they had some intercoms like we've killed him. <laughs> but I it I I hated this last oh. I hated the fight. I hated the parade. I hated them chopping him. Up like that, I just they carried Michael like like he was in a mosh pit. They yeah. Carried him like he's at a rock concert, like 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 oh, like he's almost like Jesus, almost. It was almost you know, like they, uh, in a weird way, it was almost like they were celebrating his life by doing that. Yeah, you know, it it just it felt wrong. <laughs> the whole thing felt wrong, and it just. I just, oh, this was not the ending I thought it was going to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, so then we get, what uh, uh, we get the, uh, so, oh, I got to tell you, Red Letter Media, uh, they said that the way that they would have ended it is when uh, Michael's in the meat chopper thing, and he's about to get chopped up, is it if he comes alive? And like grabs Lori's leg and pulls her in with him, and then like they both get chopped up, and then like the end credits run all in. I would have been like, "That's great." If they would have did that, I've been okay with it because I, I want Lori to die completely. Uh, it's just like it would have been. I would have laughed and would have been like, "That's fine," because at that point, honestly, the moment that they killed Corey Cunningham, I was no longer invested in the rest of this movie. Um. And it's yeah, sad to say. The only reason you are invested. It's on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah like, so it's like I was the same way it's though. Like, it's like when we watched the uh, the Five Bloods and the moment that they killed Delroy Lindo, how we was just like done with the movie. Mm-hmm. 
that's the same exact thing. As soon as you kill Corey Cunningham, you're like, well, at this point, I don't care. Yeah, and the fight didn't live up to expectations. It was too quick for one thing. It was just it was just too easy. <laughs> I have a huge problem with how she how she not only took out him, she took out Corey. <laughs> she took him out both. In 40 plus years, she couldn't take out this guy. She does it on this one night like it's nothing. It's it's just it, story wise, it don't make any sense. <laughs> and then at the end, and she says. Evil never dies. It just changes shape. Uh, and That's then, like, perfect. there's the going through the house, and then you see the mask of Michael's mask, and then they cue the Halloween another cue. Uh, uh, um, uh, do 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 whatever. It the would Reaper's have been perfect. On that note, if Corey survived, if that meant yeah. he would take the shape, but who's taking it now? You know, it's like if they were to actually continue with this storyline, I have no idea what they do. This is this is what I would this is what I would do. If you do this, Corey's dead. We we give that Corey's dead. Um unless they do something supernatural and they bring him back, which would be done at this point. But uh but I would say maybe there's someone that idolized Corey. Maybe or or not or, or Michael or something, more and Michael. he, yeah, probably more Michael. And then like he comes into Lori's house because she has a mask, kills her, takes the mask. That would bring Allison back to Haddonfield because Allison leaves, and then maybe that's the new killer. And then maybe we we'll get Frank now invested in finding finding who the killer is and and help investigating who the killer is. That's the only way that they could save it, but it won't be Michael Myers. But the legend would be Michael Myers. Maybe that oh, it was another Michael Myers. He's not dead, you know. Which that'd yeah. be done. Like there's no way to fix it. This is just my best way of saying this is how I fix it. But I don't think that there's no good way, Brandon, for them to fix it. I, like I'm not invested, even if they reboot this like five years later. I don't think I'm still invested because they ruined it so bad with this one. I think. Uh, here's my theory of when they do reboot it, they'll do a direct sequel to four, bring back Danielle. And, uh, if not, I think they'll just do something new, something, which is what the cunt Corey should have been. It should have been his own. He should have got his own reboot. If that's the direction you were going to go in, if you're going to try something new, I just thought that story arc shouldn't have been in this movie, but for what it was, I was I was invested in it, and I mean I'm not gonna give it like a really fresh score, but I, I was invested in the movie throughout. I didn't love it, but I thought it was decent for what they were going for. But if you want a traditional Halloween film, they ruined the franchise. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, there's no, no. mistake. That's why I don't feel any yeah. uh, true diehard Halloween fan would ever give us a good grade. I don't. I think a casual fan yeah. like me could appreciate what they were trying to do, but still can't give it like a four or five. Uh, but they can appreciate the effort that went in. It just, it felt like they were making too many movies and trying to make it one. And, you know, it just didn't work out in the end. You said something that I like. I never thought about it. Yeah, if they were to make a direct sequel to Halloween, um, 
for that would be great. Speaking of which, <clears throat> uh, I, I listened to uh, Daniel Harris and uh, Scout uh, Scout Compton's uh, podcast talk 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 scary to me, and they talked about their the way that so they went to uh, the pr- premiere of Halloween Ends. They hated it as well, um, uh, but uh, but they uh, but they went to the after party, and yeah. uh, it was it was them, uh, uh, Heather Langenkamp, who was another horror queen uh, from Friday Thirteenth, and then and Elm then uh, I think it's her name, Amy uh, Nightmare, uh, yeah, Nightmare Elm Street, and then, uh, and then Amy Amy Wise or Amanda Wise, I don't remember her name. Uh, she's the she's the one that uh, was played Tina, and it was murdered uh, the very first victim of Freddy in that movie. Um, but they were they went to the after party. Daniel Harris got to Jamie Lee Curtis first to take a picture with her, yeah. and she said, "Hello, Jamie. Uh, nice to meet you. I, I'm a huge you know fan of yours. My name is Daniel Harris. Um, I was in. I played your daughter." Uh, in Halloween four in those those films, and uh, and he said she said, I've never seen any of those movies, and I don't know you, I, I don't know you. And first part of truth, like, Jamie Lee oh, Curtis knows. This is what Daniel Harris said. I know, I know, huh? but Jamie Jamie knows who she is. Because when she was trying to Yo. get in Halloween twenty eighteen, Jamie made sure she wasn't in it. So. So Jamie, so Jamie just, so Jamie, so Jamie just got some beef with her, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then like that, she's like, "Okay, are we taking this picture? Are we doing this?" And so I I feel like I lost a lot of respect for Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, honestly, um, because I feel like, you know, you don't treat folks that way. Um, And I'm a I'm a huge Daniel Harris fan. I, I liked. Daniel Harris's Halloween stuff, uh, Halloween four, uh, Halloween five, not as much, but Halloween four, I did. I actually think it's a pretty good uh, sequel to Halloween um, one and two, I would say. Uh, but then, uh, not only that, the uh, the Hatchet series, man, she took yeah. it over and she ran with it, man, and she's she's pretty great. And I think she'll she's more. That. A, I think she's more of a scream queen. Than Jamie Lee, and I know that's probably controversial to say, just because how big Halloween is. But if you take Halloween out of it, take Halloween, take Halloween two, take Halloween four out of the equation. Take, uh, she also yeah. had prom night, so and then uh, New Year's yeah. Evil maybe. Um, but yeah, those are her. Early, but then she so had a little bit horror more. after that. Yeah, Danielle's done so much more in the in the genre. So I view her as a, you know, as a bigger scream queen. And I will say this right now. I'm a Halloween fan. I'm gonna say this right now, right here on this podcast. Other than Dan, I love Daniel Harris, but I'm a more of a fan of Heather Langenkamp, aka Nancy, on uh, on, on uh, Nightmare on M Street. And I'm more of a fan. The best final girl screen queen is Nev Campbell. I said it. Wow, Sydney. Sydney is the best. Come at me, she's the best. Uh, I, I, she 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 got them she got them hands and she got them bullets for you. She ain't gonna I, go down without a fight. I my my favorite scream queen is 
uh, Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Hey, no, uh, I'm, Jamie Lee's a bigger actress, no doubt. But as far as screen queens in the horror genre, Danielle has her beat. She's done more. Yeah, da- Danielle's that's done more. I, she's done more. And, and Heather's still doing more. Not only in acting, because she's in uh, the Midnight Club. Uh, she's in that sh- series. But also, uh, and that's done by Mike Flanagan, by the way. So I think you'd be interested in it. Um, uh, I like Mike. I'm a Mike guy. I'm a Mark. I know Mike. you are. Uh, but uh, also, uh, Heather Langkamp and her husband does uh, props and makeup and stuff like that for like movies. So they, I forget what they designed a couple of creatures in some films. I forget which ones. But I think, uh, um, I think Slither. They might have. I forget. I forget which ones they did. Um, I don't want to be wrong in it, but I know Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, but no, uh, I, I like like Scream Queen. So Sydney is a final girl. It's a, we got to make a distinction between final girl and Scream Queen. Scream Queen, uh, obviously they're running and screaming and scared, but uh, final girl is a different breed. So in the first one, She's a final girl. And first of all, Lori's a final girl. Uh, a a screen queen that survives into a final girl. But I think that she ultimately becomes a final girl in the rest of the little movies or whatever. But <clears throat> but we didn't talk about your girl from Halloween, t- uh, from uh, Nightmare and Ems, not Friday 13th, part two. I think that she was a really good final girl. Jenny, yeah. Um, I would say Jenny was yeah. probably the best final girl in that franchise it's a shame she never got to come back but you know it is what it is but yeah for me heather is the my favorite final girl uh from a nightmare on elm street i just i love i love nancy i just i just i love it i love her character in that so yeah Um, feel for there was no disrespect towards jamie lee curtis i love jamie lee curtis but you take Halloween out of the equation, she's not done that much in horror. Uh, yeah, other than, like I said, uh, Prom Night and uh, New Year's Evil. Pretty much yeah. it. Pretty and much she's the gist of it. repeatedly said that she doesn't like the genre. So, I mean. Yeah. I think that's kind Jimmy of what Fox loves the genre. Yeah. I'm going to give love to someone um, who actually loves what they do. <laughs> I let's love Danielle here, so I like her more. Uh, let's see, makeup uh, department. All right, yeah, so she did the makeup and creatures design for Cabin in the Woods, Heather, Heather uh, Langenkamp did. Evan Almighty, she did makeup and special effects for uh, Cinderella Man and Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Wow. So, I didn't know she did yeah, makeup. Yeah, so, yeah, she's, um, like, I'm telling you, man, she's a heavy hitter. Um, and I think the people need to put some respect on her name. Uh, but yeah, um, I love Heather Langenkamp. I just, I, I get, I get excited every time I see it. So when I seen it in uh, Midnight Club, I'm like, yes. But anyway, let's go ahead and give our marks for this horrible movie. <laughs> wow, Aaron. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Kyle, really you want to go first? You want to go first? I, I'll go first. Okay. Cause I, I don't think it's horrible. I just think it 
it doesn't land sometimes. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I'm going to put a little respect on it for what they tried to do. Um, but uh, it still falls short. Um, it's not a film. It wasn't worthy of what it was built to be. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, But for what they were going for, I was open-minded. I did like some things they did, but I just hated the ending. I really did. And I didn't like seeing Michael Myers have compassion or heart or be weak. Oh, being weak? Yeah. yeah I, just, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I know he's but, an older man. He's old. He's old. Yes. But if he's going to be old, be consistently old. Don't be, I just took 15 shotgun shots and stabs and stuff and I survived, but now I'm out. No, don't do that. I think anyway. I'm looking at it more like as an original movie than a Halloween franchise film. Hmm. I think from the perspective I'm coming from, and I know the perspective you're coming from. <laughs> I give this movie two marks, two mark outs out of five. Um, it's just like, I love Corey Cunningham. And if they would have went, if this was going to be um, grooming someone to become the next boogeyman, the next the, uh, shape, that I'm all for it, and I would have been so pleased with that. Uh, but ultimately, that's not what we get, um, no. and it's just uh, it's just like garbage, honestly. And I hate to say that because I really, you know, this was anticipated for me, and I hate that I hate it. I was like literally depressed that this movie was so bad. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, you let's see. Screen Rant, Cinema Blend, and Joe, Joe Blow ranks Jamie Lee number one in Screen Queen. Whatever. Why? Because she's in Halloween? So, it doesn't matter. Nancy uh, freaking Heather Langkamp is a much better Screen Queen slash Final Girl. Um, uh, uh, shoot. Um, Congratulations, Jamie. You can go Daniel Harris. Uh, shoot. I'm trying to just think of Linnea Quigley. Put some respect on her name. Uh, just like freaking uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Killing it. Like whenever she does anything horror. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to answer you real quick, Bilfer. It's all subjective. It can be wrong. Everybody has a different opinion. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hey, it, but congratulations to her. You know, she goes down as being the screen queen. Best screen queen, and she hates the genre. So, congr- congratulations! Yeah, you gave it yeah, to a hater. <laughs> so, it's, it's fine if that's what if she wanted. That's fine. I just think I think what what happened at this movie. This is what I gotta say before we end this. I mm-hmm. think two things. One, I think that Jamie Lee Curtis said, "I want a rewritten for me and Michael to have our showdown," and that's probably wasn't in the original. Ending like or something like that. They just kind of had to deal with it. Two, hopefully, I pray that there's going to be a director's cut or something that comes that would make more sense to this movie because it felt like a movie that was patched together, like Frankenstein created it, uh, and like these things don't belong thing. together. I think David Gordon Green said that the pandemic changed their original plan. I would put her Maya Goff. Yeah, from I don't X know who Maya Goff is. Pearl. She's from X and Pearl. 
Oh, I've never seen Pearl, so. Um, she's got vaccine coming. So, I, I yeah, I would say she's a screen queen. I also um, would say Ortega is as well. She's from X and the last screen, and she's going to be Wednesday Adam. Uh, yeah, I but also one that we'll talk about, uh, uh, Bettis, or Bettis, uh, the one that is in May, Angela Bettis. Uh, people don't think about her any longer, but she's more of in the, in the late 90s, 2000s. But she was killing it, like the movie May. Uh, she was doing The Scent. She's in, she's actually in VHS uh, 99, which, I listen, I've never seen any of those other than the first one. Uh, so, yeah, I just, no, I wasn't really into those. I, I was into the first one. But, all right, let's uh, go ahead. And, well, let's see. Adrian Barbeau, absolutely. Uh, and Adrian Barbeau got more horror cred for me than than uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, to be honest. Because Adrian, yeah, Adrian has been in it. More of a, like, a, I don't know, more of a dramatic actress. I, like, I think of True Lies. I think of My Girl, um, what's it, a Blue, Blue Steel. I, mean, I don't automatically go to Halloween with her, even though I know that's where she became famous. Freaky uh, Friday. Yeah, Freaky Friday. I think of other stuff she's done um, more than I do Halloween or like she did Terror Train, I believe. Um, Prom Night, yeah. as you said. Fish Cow um, Wanda. It's Terror yeah. Train, yeah. So did she do uh, uh, New Year's Evil? I, I thought she I was in that. Uh, I haven't seen that. So I, I don't know. I know she was. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. She's, I remember she once said she was getting tired of. Doing these type of films, she didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, she just got into it. She so she took Halloween. Uh, just, just to, she, she didn't want to be Lori. She wanted to be PJ Souls character because uh, that was more of who she was at the time. Um, and uh, she, but no, she wasn't in New Year's Eve. It's Terror Train that, that I was thinking about. You're right. Um, but she took it and barely and got it because. Carpenter was like, oh, that's Janet Lee's daughter from Psycho. He loves Psycho and Alfred Hitchcock. Let's cast yeah. her. Um, and so that's kind of got a foot in the door. And she did the horror. But then once she landed, like, I'm probably like Fish Cow Wanda or something, maybe. She kind of started blowing up uh, Trading Places. Trading Places, she started, yeah. she started becoming a different uh, different actress. They're more comedic and then more serious actress. And now, honestly, she didn't want to do horror or Halloween. She did a Halloween uh, 20 because John pretty much said, hey, I think this is a great idea. Even though John wasn't really... Did he produce it or... He was up for directing John, and something happened. Like, yeah, I think he wanted more money. I think he wanted more money. Uh, but uh, He would have made it better than it was. Than Kevin Williamson because Kevin Williamson just pretty much made it another screen. Like he, he wrote it, but he didn't direct it. He wrote no, it. He Connor couldn't direct it because because you said that he wasn't allowed to, right? Uh, I thought you told me that. No, I don't think. Nah, he was. He helped write it. Um, or come no, up. I, think, I don't think he was I, allowed to direct it. I think at that point in time he was really busy with Dawson's Creek and Scream, one of yeah. the Scream sequels. 
but they did call him to come in to help with the story. So, you know, yeah. but but it was directed by Steve Miner, who did Friday the Thirteenth Part Two and Three. So there you go. <laughs> I liked it, but yeah. But anyway, uh, next week we will be discussing Hell House LLC. Um, it's on Prime. If it, if you can't find it on Prime, then we're we're Make an audible and do something else, uh, but um, and yeah. So today I wore Haunted Wing, my Haunted Wing shirt, because it's a better movie than this movie. Oh my god, Aaron! <laughs> that um, movie. But, oh come on, Aaron! You can't be serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. It's more entertaining. But uh, the only thing this movie had going for it was Corey. Um, and Halloween was actually shot here in Bowling Green. Uh, thank you, guy. Thank you. I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you, uh, Brandon. What do we want people to do each week? We want you to be entertained. <laughs> we want you to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Um, but we really want you to be entertained. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we thank you. Thank you for listening, watching, and everything. Uh, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Putting a little respect and on we Halloween. Are. <laughs> and Halloween is over. I'm literally like, losing my fandom of this. Of, man, why? I, sometimes it's a bad idea to go back and watch everything because then you start looking at it and you're like, oh, this isn't as good as I remembered it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway... Thank you for watching. Uh, have a safe weekend. Enjoy whatever you watch. If it's Black Adam, uh, have fun. See Black Adam. Go see The Rock. Know. He's recreating the DCU. Maybe. Phase, four, phase one uh, start this weekend. He okay. Made it so, he made it official. <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, thank you for marking out with us. Thank you. <laughs>